Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fighting Sight Podcast. Let's talk. All right. Welcome, Fighting Sight fans, viewers, and listeners. We're here with a special episode, and my guest for today is Jared from At Sacred Boxing. Jared, what's going on, my friend? Not too much, man. Good to meet you. Good to meet you, man. You're at the, how do I say it, the host and owner of At Sacred Boxing? Yep, I would say, uh, yep, launched in 2020 and uh, just try to make the hardest sport easy. Damn, and the hardest sport for those that might contest you, it's boxing. Right, correct. Of course. (laughs) Uh, Dude, okay, so your page, I came across it on Instagram. It's like one of the best pages out there. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of crap out there, but if you can get to at Sacred Boxing, you put out quality quality content like your boxing videos and you're always showing like mistakes that people do and then the correction right right correct yeah Yeah. appreciate that man it's good stuff man so uh just quickly before we start the show and we're gonna today uh on this episode we're just simply breaking down ufc 285 the return of john jones so we're gonna break down this card for this episode but uh how did you get started in boxing and and how did you get started with it well, I'll say um, it was after high school, so it was a late start. Typically, uh, athletes, uh, fighters get started at a younger age. Um, but it was after high school. Uh, just heard about it through a uh, a friend of a friend and stumbled into the gym, and I got addicted. You know, it was just that uh, I'm about 5'8", five, 5'9", five, you know, 150 right now. Uh, and this is post-career, so I'm still maintaining at fight weight. <laughs> No, it's like 140, but just just the ability to um, compete against a person the same size and uh, uh, as myself, I you know I just got addicted to it. So it was a lot to uh, uh, uncover. I was just a transitional period, just graduating high school and needed to uh, you know uh, stretch into the real world. So this helped it helped me uh, uh, make sense of it all. It's crazy, man. But your page is doing really well. Like, I really like it. The stuff you do. Can I ask, like, how long does it take you to make these videos? Because your videos are very well edited. How much time are you putting in for, like, these, like, 20, 30-second vids? I would say, well, at the start, when I just got uh, uh, into doing it, it, it would take about 20, 30 minutes. So I'm trying to, like, be... No, get out of here. It's way longer yeah. than that, man. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. And now I can get it done in 10 minutes. seriously damn you got it down to a science you're right right i just know what i want to put up there i think of the headline i think of the captions and uh you know i just copy and paste all my links and stuff in there and the and the caption and i just just mime out the content so it makes it easier than then trying to speak and judge myself for messing up and doing all that other stuff so yeah that's awesome, man. Well, congratulations, man. You do a Appreciate wicked that. page. And again, guys, check out at Sacred Boxing. I'll put the link in the show notes as well so you can get to it. That's really good content, whether you're just a fan or whether you're an actual competitor, right? There's so much to learn from Absolutely. your stuff. Absolutely. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about UFC 285. This is going to be a much shorter podcast than normal. We're just going to burn through the main card. Uh, so, of course, here is the poster. And it's John Jones, the return of John Jones, which, I mean, I would have bet the house that this was never going to happen. But, I mean, it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's close. Uh, we are recording this a few weeks out. So, I mean, cross fingers. If anything happens to this card between our recording now and the actual <laughs> event, I apologize. But here's our picks for it as it stands. 
Uh, the first fight on the card, and I've cut this out in black. I don't know. This might not be too good to see on screen. But this is Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett. They seem to be opening up the card. Bo Nickel, do you know who this guy is? I don't. He's 3-0. No, he's 3-0. He's the brash young kid from Dana White Contender Series. He's um, all his fights, 3-0, all in 2022. He's a freestyle wrestling guy from Pennsylvania State, NCAA Gold. He's like a like a very brash guy. He's he thinks he's the next big thing. Uh, I see. Uh, Jamie Pickett is thirteen and eight. He's two and four in his last six. He's on a two fight skid. Mm. This guy is being fed to Bo Nickel. Mm. You know I what see. I mean? I see. Yeah. B side. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just giving up this kid so that Bo Nickel can get an easy win. Right. I think that's the case. I think if you're a betting man, there's no way. You're picking Jamie Pickett. Yeah. And Pickett, what is his uh, discipline? That ground? I, I'm betting it's like anything but wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good pick. That's the way yeah. to go, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've had so many fighters on this uh, podcast that have flat out said, hey, look, the UFC, if they like you, they will make favorable matchups mm-hmm. for you. And this kid at 3-0, and uh, two times on Dana, Dana White's Contender Series, with his attitude and his personality, you know they're setting this guy up. Right. So that's an, e- yeah, that's an easy pick. We're going Bo Nickel. The next fight I like, uh, I feel like they just added this one again. I'm so sorry for the way it looks on screen. But it's Mateus Gamrot, 21-2, and versus Jalen the Tarantula Turner. Mm. Do you know these guys? I do not know. You don't know Jalen Turner? I don't. That guy is a beast, man. This guy, okay, so this is lightweight division. Jalen Turner is 13 and 5. He's long, lanky, okay. uh, a really good striker. He's on a five-fight streak, all finishes. Mm. He's ranked number 10, and he's taking on Mateus Gamrot. Uh, he's four, uh, 21 and 2, 4 and 1 in his last five. He just lost to Benil Dariush, which okay. is no, no shame in that. Right. Uh, Jalen Turner, cool as cool as hell. Mateus, one of the worst dressed, I would say, when it comes okay. to uh, press conferences. <laughs> uh, I don't know his, his his style needs to be improved. I would say, but uh, all right, well, I'm going to pick Jalen Turner. Got it. Five five fight win streak, all finishes. Yeah, I'm about to look him up. You say he's striking is his Ooh. bread and butter. Bread and butter striking. Mm. I mean, five fight streak and all finishes. Yeah, That's give me what, that. Give me that. Uh, his name again? Jalen Turner. J a i l n Turner. T u r n e r. Yeah. Or J a l i n. Yeah. Turner. The tarantula. Dude's got the coolest ass like nickname as well, so you can't go wrong there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. So we're picking Jalen Turner on that one. Gamrod is good. But Turner's hungry, man, and I and I feel like he's going to take. He's on such a hot streak. Yeah, hard hard to break that momentum when you get to a point of a you know five fights in or, or five wins straight. Yeah, in the yeah. UFC, I think if I'm not mistaken, a lot of his fights are in front of a crowd as well. Like I feel like he's he's been feeling the energy, feeling the buzz. So when he gets into like this prime spot at UFC 285 on the John Jones card, yeah. Yep, he's gonna like, shine. I feel like, yeah, I feel like this kid's gonna like bust out, and he's gonna do even better than before. I feel like this guy's gonna be ready for that attention, right? Yeah, and his opponent, what is his uh, discipline? Mateus Gamrod. Mateus. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't, I do not know. Now I know you joined the podcast very last minute, which again, thank you so much publicly. Sure. Thank you. Uh, but you know, I still have expected you to study much more than you did, even right, though you right. only had two minutes notice. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What is Mateusz Gamrot? Uh, how would I even know what his, he's a Polish professional mixed martial artist, number okay. seven in the ranking style wrestling. Got it. That's what it says okay. here. Ugh, I don't know, man. Black belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu, of course. Uh, I don't know. I still say Turner is just too long, lanky. He's, he's a killer. He's a killer. Yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to see his highlights when we jump off. I'm going to definitely yeah. uh, invest yeah. some time into that. I think he's probably watched a lot of sacred boxing videos. Mm. Yeah, I bet you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next fight. Uh, So, yeah, you got to pick Jalen Turner on that. Uh, Next fight is a huge one, which I'm a little bit mad at, but it's Jeff Neal versus Shavkat Rachmanov. Okay. Okay, Jeff Neal looking really good lately. I'm pretty sure he's a boxer. Do you know Jeff Neal? I I feel like I've heard of him before that, you know, they've seen his name spelled a little uniquely. Yes, yes. And he's 15 and four. Uh, he's just coming off wins over Luke and Ponza Nibio. Uh, yeah. Rachmanov, Shavkat, he's the big hyped dude, 16 and 0. He just beat Magni, which, okay, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a good win, but it's not like a crazy good win. Right. Uh, both of these guys were supposed to fight my best friend, Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. So I'm I'm pissed off that Brian didn't get these two fights because these both of those fights would have been bangers and that's that's uh, how I like Bam Bam to fight. Right. Um, but what do you are do you think Jeff Neal can beat the streaking Shavkat Rachmanov? Hmm. Um, what weight is this? This is welterweight. Yeah. Got to be welterweight. Welterweight and uh, welterweight for MMA is. <laughs> What, 60? Oh, damn. You're like, no. Yeah, it changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Uh, UFC 285. No, I think it's 170, I think. 170. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. And their their disciplines are? No, welterweight. Yeah, welterweight. Uh, Welterweight, 77.1 kilos. Okay. 155, then. Uh, 155. Okay. Must be. Yes. That sounds close. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. so what do you think? You think Jeff Neal is able to break the streak or does Shavkat go 17 and 0? Mm. That's a hard that's a hard thing to do. 16 like he has so much to fight for, you know, uh keeping that perfect record which is hard to do in uh MMA opposed yep. to uh you know boxing. Um you don't see guys stay undefeated for long. No. Uh, and I mean, geez, Louise, when I, <laughs> Jesus, does this guy have a 100% finishing rate? Hold on. This is really bad. Yeah. So 16 and 0 with 16, 16 finishes. Stops. And not only that, eight knockouts, eight submissions. What the frick? I didn't know that. All right. This is another guy to look up. Give me, for, give me the name one more time. Forget this, one guy. Right <laughs> this guy's fighting out of Kazakhstan. Um, mm. Forget that. Okay. No, <laughs> this guy wins. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Six, I mean, I know this guy is good, but yeah. 16 and 0, 16 finishes and, yeah. and what's his name again? Split Shavkat Rakhmahanov. I don't okay. know. I mean R A 
just look up Shavkat, S-H-A-V-K-A-T. God damn. No, forget it. Go with Shavkat. It's going to take something really special to have to beat this guy now. Yeah. And I hate to say that, but like, because we were just saying (laughs) before, like, you know, like to to maintain it. Yeah. But God damn, you got to be pretty confident when you're finishing. His last finishes, submission, guillotine, choke, KO, spinning hook kick. Submission, rear naked choke, submission, guillotine, TKO. Oh, punch so he's just back punch. and forth. On it's just knockout. everywhere. Triangle mm-hmm. choke, punch to the body. Yeah, this dude's, yeah. no. Put, history, I mean, yeah, history uh, gives the answer. Yeah. Take yeah. out a second mortgage on your house and put it on Shavkat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's, I mean, there's nice. nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now we get into the co main and the main event. So here's why we are here. So the first one is uh, Valentina, Shevchen- Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. Mm. You know these two, right? I, mm, I no, wish I could. To I, both? I, I, I've, I know I've seen them before. All right. Um, but I'm coming in green on the, uh, on the right. names. and. All right. Well, Shev- okay, but Shevchenko is Shevchenko. She's the okay. champion for a goddamn reason. Nobody right. beats this chick. Um you know, nobody's beating her anytime soon. I don't think she's 23 and three. She's run through everybody. Mm-hmm. The big thing here is that she's fighting Alexa Grasso, the uh, young Mexican fighter. She's mostly a boxer. So she probably follows at sacred boxing. That's okay. for sure. Um, she's good, but I do not think she can beat Shevchenko. Like, I'm dying for someone to beat Shevchenko because I, I don't like it when a champion is too dominant. Like I like yeah. it when there's changes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know that Grasso has the strength or the, I don't know, the well-roundedness to beat her. She's on a four fight win streak herself. She's beat Vivian Araujo, Joanne Calderwood, Macy Barber, and Jeon Kim. Not the who's who. Yeah. Of the division, either three of those are just are decisions, you know. Three are decisions. Um, three three of those last four wins are decisions, so it's tough. Okay. Um, I would say the odds on this fight. I mean, I don't know the odds, but I'm gonna bet that the odds for Shevchenko is like you got to bet like probably ten thousand dollars <laughs> to win a dollar. You know what I mean? Yeah, dollar right. <laughs> this is gonna be a hard one. I I really think Shevchenko takes this. That's uh that that's a that's a tough one. For for Grasso, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a tough fight. I didn't like that choice in booking. All right, let's get to Jones Business. versus Gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I pray to God you've heard of John Jones. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play the uh, the trailer. Here we go. Perfect. Being he's ever competed against, he's the goat. How long has he been gone? Yeah. But he's coming back at heavy. Years in the making, going up against Cyril Gard for the undisputed heavyweight championship. Cyril Gard looking really stylish in his French attire. Cyril Gard has become one of the best heavyweights in MMA. So dynamic, and that's what really sets him apart. You don't see that. 
from heavyweight. He's a problem for them all. John Jones, let's go. Cyril Gaon and John Jones, I'm very interested in that fight. How does John perform at heavyweight? John, close to distances, he is fast. What is trailer. off like? Is he better because he's fired up? Y'all must have forgot. You do not know what's going to happen until they step into that octagon. The greatest pound for pound fight March 4th, the pay per view. This man's absolutely terrifying. He has his eyes set on a heavyweight title. The kingdom is mine. The greatest flyweight champion in UFC history. Here we go. Here, maybe I should have played this before. But there's your shot. Uh, she is a straight up assassin. Mm. A serious title challenger. She has all the tools to match up with Valentina Shachenko. Two championship fights. Damn. I like it. I feel those excitement, man. I know. Those trailers hype you up, right? They do. They do. You, they can take a girl who's got three decisions in the last four fights and still make it look like <laughs> You're like, holy right, shit, right. this is going to be amazing. They're uh, going to sell it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. John Jones returns after three years to face Cyril Gunn, who is 11-1. and one. Yeah. Uh, His only loss, mind you, coming to, I believe, let me just make sure, his only loss was to Francis Ngannou. Okay. I, did, right. I think I did see that fight. Saw that one? Okay, yeah. yeah that, that was the first a- time I, I got privy to um, Gone. So to Gone, yeah. Okay, so he's you know he's been around for a while. Uh, f- more decisions than I would like mm-hmm. uh, under the UFC banner. Uh, his last two wins were both knockouts, but then before that, two decisions, knockout decision, submission, mm-hmm. submission. So I mean, the the question here is: Is he? Well, I guess the question is, what does John Jones look like at heavyweight? Right. You know, first thing that popped in my head when you said that, uh, you know, he is coming back, but he's coming back in a different weight class. You know, Mayweather always said um, you get to a certain skill set, certain level and weight classes don't exist anymore. Um, I know that's, you know, boxing and this is MMA, but, uh, you know, I think he has the, uh, the he's at the skill set level. Um, you know, it's hard to, hard to put down. So I'm sure he has put some work in, had a good training camp. He understands the the risks. You know, I've heard him talk many times. The mental was there, you know, he's not brain damaged. So uh, I think we're getting a cleaner version of him, a heavyweight. Yeah. Do you think that in the past with his drug issues, his performance enhancing drug issues, do you think that that might play into his mentality? Like, let's say he is clean now mm. and, and let's assume he's clean. Right. Do you think any part of him mentally is like, can I do this without the yeah. drugs? Um, that's always the, uh, the crutch uh, of, you know, not having anything in, in your system, not having important performance enhancement, but yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say because I'm, I'm not, can't, I can't speak from personal experience. I was always natural and clean myself, but yeah. uh, to, you know, to not have that, uh, that, you know, could it even be um, that substance advantage and then getting back to a, a higher weight class. Uh, I think, I think he's done, done everything. He's proved himself to uh, be a stoop skilled fighter and, 
hopefully his rehab and psychology has that he went through some of that to understand that, you know, this is how this is the natural way of doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the people around you. That is a problem yeah. too. Like I feel like with all the problems that he's had with the law and with drugs and with all those things that he's had, obviously you've got bad people around you. Like I, I really believe that right. I feel like, right. you know, he's got bad, the bad friends around him, the bad, you know, people whispering in his ear, the things to do. Right. So were you able to get rid of all that? Right. Were you able That's to the- really sit down and clean up and go, yeah. okay, I'm going to dedicate myself to this. Um, if, I think the, if the UFC wants anything in this world, it's that they want John Jones to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? They I are going, they are going to turn the air conditioning off in Gon's locker room. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to freaking give him shoes that are too small for the walkout. Right. <laughs> they're going to fuck anything the UFC can do to throw Gon off his game. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, they'll, they'll put his instructions in a different language, you know, like <laughs> anything to get this guy off. There's no way they want gone to win. Right. Uh, right. And I think for that fact, I think, I think Jones wins. I think there's going to be, sure. there's going to be so many psychological warfare shit going on yeah. by everybody involved. Right. Right. That, you know, gone's plane will be late his taxi is going to run out of gas. Like every yeah. single thing possible is going to happen to ruin him. Right. I don't, there's no way I, I feel yeah. like the Cinderella story, if, and that's, there's a lot of people that hate John Jones, mind you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much on that bandwagon too. Like I do not like this dude as a person, mm-hmm. uh, but the Cinderella story is yeah. that he comes back and wins in dominant fashion and gets right. the title. And, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I hear it. I like that uh, uh, your stance on it. It makes sense. You're not a fan of the person, but you understand the business side of it, the aesthetics of what has to happen uh, the night of the fight in order for his legacy and uh, his competitive spirit to keep fighting. So yeah. there is there is uh, more uh, to lose by him losing for the UFC. For the organization, the fans, the title, like everything. Right. It, it, it would be crazy. Um, so, okay. That's our picks. I mean, I feel like if you look down the road, I feel like this is a very um, favorite heavy card. Like, I don't mm. think we pick, I mean, aside from the Gamrot, which maybe he's the favorite, I don't even know. I mean, he's ranked a little bit higher than Tarantula, but yeah. uh, I feel like we're going all favorites down this card. I see what you're saying. Yep. All oh, A's. Yeah. That, that one and fight in 50 yeah. Maybe. And like the heavy favorites, I feel like these are heavy favorites. The only way you're winning money on this card is if you're doing like a parlay or you're picking rounds and, you know, specific uh, finishes. Like there's, you're not yeah. making money on this one. <laughs> are you a betting man? Do you bet on I, cards at all? I don't. I don't. I attempted no. to one time and I uh, <laughs> um, didn't get very far in the process of putting money in and all that whole thing. So, ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I won good money on the last UFC card. I made some good money. I did a four-way oh, parlay and it came in on me. I was like, oh, that's a good one. I don't bet a lot, <laughs> but I'll bet like big odds, you know, to, to like mm. five times your money or whatever. Uh, um, yeah. All right, man. So that is the end of this podcast. Like I said, this is going to be a short one because for the for these two weeks, we're doing just fight card predictions. You're going to join me for the next podcast. And uh, aside from that, you know, when we come back, when I come back, 
with live guests and whatever. I do hope that you come and join me back one week and we can just focus in on you as a person and who the hell you are and all your all your backstory and everything, man. Yeah. And, and what you're doing with coaching because you're coaching people now, right? For sure, for sure. Yep. And I'm, yeah. I'm doing some coaching in some uh, MMA gyms and I'm trying to, uh, you know, trans transcend into those uh, those areas where boxing can kind of serve a little bit more versus just just focusing on boxing. But uh, yeah, 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 I'm definitely yeah. up for it. All right, man. Thanks so much. And uh, guys, always follow and subscribe to us, Fight and Sight Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and on Instagram. And of course, follow our good friend Jared over at, at Sacred Boxing. Again, everything's going to be in the show notes. Check us out. Tell your friends. That's how we grow. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Jared. Pleasure. Thank you. Have a good one, buddy. See ya. Likewise.